WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Very good Wednesday morning to you. Great to have you with us here at 6 o'clock for our very first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Coming your way here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Rosayo resigning. We'll have the latest in one minute on Good Morning Orlando. We'll follow that story all morning. And now comes Mueller time. Our take and yours on what to expect in testimony today. First up on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio 93.1. Local media in Puerto Rico are reporting that Governor Ricardo Rosselló is about to resign. Protesters have been filling the streets of San Juan, calling for him to step down. Fox's Jeff Paul is there. This place has exploded with energy. The idea that the Ricardo Rosselló era here in Puerto Rico might be coming to an end. Fox News has not confirmed this, but the most widely read newspaper here in Puerto Rico saying that his resignation is imminent. For the first time, maybe in 11 days since these protests happened, there isn't as much anger in the air anymore. And for the first time, we're starting to hear happiness out here. People are cheering, knowing that it's possible that what they wanted, what they have fought for over the last 11 days, might finally be happening. If Rocio steps down, it is still not clear who will become the interim governor of Puerto Rico. We'll talk about this Puerto Rican crisis with our colleague Sandra Carrasquillo, who is a native of the island and well-connected to it. Uh, That will be in our 7 o'clock hour right here, Alan. All right, bud. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Special counsel Robert Mueller makes his long-awaited appearance on Capitol Hill today. Mueller will testify in back-to-back hearings of the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees and be questioned about his final report on Russian interference in the 2016 election. Millions of Americans are likely to watch his testimony, but Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell won't be one of them. We've already heard from him. You know, it seems to me, I don't know how many times we want to see this movie again, but uh, I, I think the American people have moved on past this. Mueller is a reluctant witness and has said that his roughly 400-page report speaks for itself. We're going to talk about what to expect this morning. We'll be taking calls as well. You're looking for a bombshell or a big fizzle? Uh, We'll be taking calls, and you can hit the text line. More on that in just a moment. An Orange County firefighter is out of work over claims of voyeurism in Seminole County. Stephen Brandenberger was relieved of duty this week after his female housemate accused him of planting hidden cameras in her bedroom and bathroom in Oviedo. The Brandenberger had been with the fire department for 13 years, and an administrative hearing will be held to determine his future as a firefighter. A Seminole County pharmacy appears to have unwittingly played a key role in the opioid crisis. Data released this week shows a CVS on 1792 in Sanford received more prescription painkillers than any pharmacy in the state over a six-year period. The research by the Washington Post shows the pharmacy received one and a half million pills a year between 2006 and 2012. 
A Walt Disney World visitor is now banned from the resort for life after punching a worker in the face. The woman was upset because her fast pass was not valid to ride the Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios, so she started pushing buttons on the console that controls the ride, hit the worker, and walked away. That worker suffered swelling around her eyes but declined to press charges. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Why don't we sentence her to ride that thing for about five years and see what's left of her then, huh? The happiest place on earth. WFLA News Time is 6.05. A mix up leads to a family getting their toddler a cake inscribed, Happy Birthday Loser. Oh! You can find that story at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Thanks, Alan. My co host, Alan Spector, alongside the Bud Man, Yaffe in the control room, and alongside him, the Fox. Melissa Fox taking your calls at 407 916 5400. Our text line 23680. Very popular, never busy, always open, but standard. Message and data rates apply on the text line at 23680. Listen, we have what we bill, and I think for very good reason, the smartest, most politically engaged audience in talk radio. So let's tap into that right off the bat this morning. Um, I've got a take, and I'm sure our team does as well, on what we are going to see and hear or not see and hear from Mueller in five hours of scheduled testimony before two committees today. It all starts during our show at 830 But I want to know what you are expecting, what you want from the questioners, what you hope to get from Mueller, and whether or not this is going to be a a huge deal, as the Democrats are hoping and praying that it is, because I think they're down to the last strike on trying to get Trump on obstruction and collusion. Or are they going to whiff, and is it strike three and game over? 407-916-5400. Let us know what you think. I know you've been thinking about it. This is the place not only for the news, but as we say, the place to talk about it. So let's go. Uh, The text line open for you as well at 23680. And we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. It's 607 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now in Central Florida, a sinkhole responsible for driving a couple from their home in Sumter County. The eight-foot sinkhole found last week outside a home in the villages on Duran Drive in the village of Alhambra. A county building official says he believes the sinkhole may be spreading, getting wider, getting deeper, and things, as he said, could go haywire at any time. We'll watch it for you. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning here in Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Yep, it's Mueller time. I think the Democrats are down to their last out, maybe their last strike on trying to damage or destroy Trump over the special counsel's probe of collusion, alleged a collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russians interfering in the 2016 election. They really didn't, uh, Mueller didn't really find anything there. On the issue of obstruction of justice, he kind of left it open, said there wasn't anything that went to the level of charging the president. He says you can't indict a sitting president anyway by Justice Department rules. That's where the Democrats think they have their best shot 
to get Mueller to hit a home run for him today. But it's interesting. There's new polling out on this. It's a new Hill.com Harris poll that shows registered voters, by and large, don't think there's going to be anything new here beyond the Mueller report. And Mueller said, quite seriously, this is all I'm going to say about this. He doesn't want to be there today. He got subpoenaed by Congress, by the Democrats, and that's the only reason he is there. A very reluctant witness and a a guy who likes to play things by the book. At any rate, 65% of registered voters say they are not expecting Mueller's public testimony before these two committees today to include anything that was not previously known. 35% think, though, he will give us something beyond the scope of the nearly 450-page report on... um, on the Trump campaign and Russia, et cetera, and the allegations of obstruction of justice. And when you break it down, 49% of the Democrats uh, expect that they're going to get something new. They are hoping and praying they do, compared to 21% of Republicans who say the same. Among independents, about a third say there will be new information uh, coming out here. I don't think there's going to be much because of who Mueller is and the way he operates and what he has already told us. But I would certainly a- entertain uh, uh, views counter to that on the phone at 407-916-5400, uh, the text line 23680. When all is said and done today with five hours, where do you think we go from here? I think I think it may be strike three for the Dems, but we'll see. You know, I agree with the overall 65% in that poll who are not expecting any blockbuster information to be Uh, divulged as a result of Robert Mueller's testimony. As you pointed out, Bud, he has said his report speaks for itself, and he is a reluctant witness. He does not want to testify, and he has testified before Congress during his career more than 80 times. He is not likely to be tricked into saying anything he doesn't want to say. No, he's much too smart for that and much too experienced, and he is a cool customer. Yeah, there will be some grandstanding, though, which always happens with these committee hearings. Well, they'll try to ask him these questions, try to get more out of them. I doubt they'll be able to do that. One strategy by the Democrats, though, is going to be to try to just point out the worst of the report. You know, have them just say parts of the report that they believe are the worst of the report just to get more attention on that. How much that's going to work in the big scheme of things. I don't really know. Yeah, it's like you read the book, now here's the movie, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Melissa, what about it? What I do you expect? I just don't think there's going to be any fireworks or anything. No revelations. I mean, he's just probably going to point the page in the book that answers the question and say it's written right here. By the way, by the way, it's interesting because um, they actually did some polling on this. Only 10% of the American people have actually read any substantial part of the Mueller report. So I guess not a lot have read the book. So the, the Democrats are hoping, okay, we can maybe get millions to watch the movie today and make some yeah. hay we couldn't make otherwise. Exactly. Now, the Republicans, if they're smart, they'll try to point out other things, like ask him about the Steele dossier and other things that went into the investigation itself and see they can get some attention on that. However, the Justice Department has told Mueller to stay within the confines of the report. So those questions are going to be out of bounds, right. or at least answering them will be. Exactly. Like well, the impeachment yeah. thing that not did not come up in the report, so they really can't ask that, according to what Alan's telling us. Well, yeah, they got to stay with whatever's in the report, or Mueller will just say, no, I'm sorry, yeah. I can't go there. They can ask they it, but to he, answer it. Yeah, he won't answer it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, interesting. Trump not happy about one thing, because Mueller's not going to go it alone, and he's gotten the Democrats uh, to agree to his lawyer and longtime aide to sit alongside him today named Aaron Zebley, and that set Trump off 
um, talking about the last minute change, allowing a never Trumper attorney. And I think this guy is that to help Mueller with his testimony before Congress. What a disgrace, the president tweeted, to our system. Never heard of this before. Very unfair. Should not be allowed. A rigged witch hunt. Well, it is being allowed because the Democrats have the majority in the House. And then he tweets further. So Robert Mueller has now asked for his longtime never-Trumper lawyer to sit beside him and help with answers. What's this all about? His lawyer represented the basement server guy who got off free in the crooked Hillary case. This should not be allowed. Rigged witch hunt. We're talking about Aaron Zebley, the longtime attorney and aide for Robert Mueller. And um, Zebley represented the IT aide who helped Hillary Clinton set up a private email server. The president has long said, you know, that Mueller may be a registered Republican, but the team he had working for him is stacked with Democrats. Whether they're all never-Trumpers, I don't know, but they're politically not going to be on the president's side. And he has talked about that for a long time, and now we got this guy Zebley tied in with the uh, Hillary Clinton server thing, sitting alongside Mueller today, and the president is on fire. Now, how do you expect this to play out today? A whole lot of nothing? Are the Democrats going to be able to use Mueller to hang something big on Trump they've been not been able to so far? When all is said and done, what will we be talking about tomorrow morning in terms of what happened today on the Mueller probe? You folks are as smart as we are, and in some cases quite a bit smarter. So let's get your collective wisdom in on this as we open up the 50,000-watt front porch at 407-916-5400 or text us at 23680, standard message and data rate supply. You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, we have a full-fledged new Secretary of Defense. He is Mark Esper. Esper easily confirmed by the Senate in a 90-to-8 vote yesterday. Esper is an Army veteran and was Secretary of the Army when President Trump tapped him to run the Pentagon. He is the first Senate-confirmed defense chief since Secretary James Mattis resigned late last year. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Good morning, Orlando. Now comes Mueller time. What do we expect today? Let me tell you how it's going to lay out very, very briefly uh, before the House Judiciary Committee beginning at 830. So it'll be during our show and we'll grab some of it live for you. Um, Mueller will go three hours before the House Judiciary Committee and then starting at noon, he'll do another two before the House Intelligence Committee. This morning's session will largely focus, we believe, on obstruction of justice The second session will focus on Russian interference with the 2016 election. Um, Hector has a question as he joins us on Good Morning Orlando and Good Morning from Orlando. Hector, how are you? Uh, Good morning, bud. Uh, My question to you, bud, is uh, are you automatically 
placed under oath when you testify before Congress, or are they going to place him under oath? Oh, they are. They're going to swear him in. They're going to swear him in. It's an open question as to whether or not his attorney and aide, Aaron Zebley, will be sworn in or not. But my understanding is clearly that Mueller will have to put his hand in the air and take the oath. Yes, Hector. Okay, because even though Barr told him to keep his answers within the scope of his report, who's to say that he might not twist things around to make it look like he was pressured into... Uh, uh, making a false report so that this can linger on for the next election. Well, I don't know. I, and I think we'll have to assess that as we as we watch Mueller today. I mean, I suppose he could do anything he wants when he's up there, you know, but it'd yeah. be under oath. So if he's lying, it, it wouldn't be without consequence. He doesn't have a history of being that way. He's a real straight shooter. I mean, he was the head of the FBI for presidents of both parties. I mean, the guy's a, you know, a, a, a Marine veteran and a, and a real patriot. I'm not one of these guys who spends a lot of time uh, uh, trashing Mueller. I have a problem with the team he put together. Um, but uh, Mueller himself, I basically think, is a man of integrity. I have to ask you, Hector, because you've been on with us a lot. We know you're a native of Puerto Rico. Uh, the governor down there, Ricardo Roseo, may resign today. Do you think that would be a good thing for the island? I would think that would be the greatest thing for the island because for many years that every politician there, governors and all that, have, have stolen money from uh, the people in Puerto Rico. And that's how come right now there was $92 billion given to Puerto Rico because of the hurricane and nothing was really done. Where did that money go? And in 2017. Yeah, those, those numbers, the, the president throws those numbers around. It's still a lot of money went there. My understanding is, is that they've appropriated like 45 million or billion and 14 bill have actually gone there. But, uh, but, but nevertheless, I mean, it all goes down a rat hole in Puerto Rico, it seems. What is it going to take to fix that island? Yeah, well, listen, but I don't know if you're aware of, but in 2017, okay, each mayor, each mayor in Puerto Rico, I don't know how many they are, maybe a, a little less than 100, but. A hundred million dollars was taken out and given to each mayor in Puerto Rico as a bonus Christmas present. Now, some of these mayors don't even make thirty or forty thousand dollars a year. Where did he get the money to give each mayor in Puerto Rico a million dollars? I don't know. I'm unaware of that. That is that is corruption at the worst. uh, If that is so, Hector, thanks for the conversation. Our colleague from Puerto Rico. Sandra Catarsquillo, who works for one of our Spanish-speaking sister stations that does the news, and she's right across the hall, not 20 feet from me right now. I can see her in her studio. We'll be here at 710 uh, with her take on what's going on in Puerto Rico and the apparently imminent resignation of their embattled um, governor, Ricardo Ricky Roseo. Text line incoming on Mueller time today, gang. What do you see? Yeah, one person said tomorrow's prediction is that the Democrats and the mainstream media will run with any innuendo or sentence that Mueller says that may lead towards their narrative. Another person, though, says when the Mueller fiasco is nothing, they will go back to the go back outrage, you know, the outrage over Trump's tweets uh, last week. One person, though, uh, says his gut feeling is the Dems, as usual, will prevail or look good today. My favorite one, though, is Alan... They can ask what's not in the report as best that I can tell, which will open the door about going after the origins of the coup. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, I had I had said they can ask. I said, but his answers are he is according to his uh, warning he got from the Justice Department are not supposed to go into any areas that aren't included in the report. They can ask about it and get it on the record that way. And that letter was just sent out, you know, by Attorney General um, uh, Bob Barr, Bill Barr. But 
It's interesting because when he did make his statement for nine minutes, the only thing we've heard from Mueller after he issued his 448-page report, remember, Alan, he said, that's all I'm going to say about this. And anything else I would ever say would not go beyond what is already in the report. Exactly. I think he'll stick to that. I think his M.O. and his history would suggest that. If that is true, the Democrats are going to come away very frustrated, very angry, and very disappointed. But we'll see. And it all starts during our show. Stay with us here. We'll get to it live at 8.30 this morning for at least a couple of minutes to get a handle on what's going on there. Okay. Chances for a launch tonight from the Cape are not good. And a triple murder trial is underway in Seminole County. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 6.30. The Bob Man with you here and alongside me. And to bring us the news, my co-host Alan Spector. Always exciting, Alan, when we have a launch out at the Cape. But the question right now is, are we going to have a launch out at the Cape today? Well, Bud, right now the weather is looking iffy for tonight's launch from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station. A SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket is scheduled to blast off at 6.24 p.m., sending a Dragon capsule on a resupply mission to the International Space Station. But Air Force forecasters only give a 30% go for favorable conditions. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A triple murder trial is underway in Seminole County. Prosecutors laying out their case against Grant Amato, the Chiliota man accused of killing his parents and brother back in January. During opening statements, Assistant State Attorney Stuart Stone said Amato shot his dad as he came home from work. He falls down, he crawls around the kitchen counter, to where he shot a second time in the back of his head, execution style. When it was his turn, the attorney for Grant Amato gave jurors three reasons to find him not guilty. Number one, no physical evidence linking him. Number two, no gun with which to use it. And number three, the nefarious can, uh, amount of drugs, guns, and ammunition found in the house. Investigators say Amato was angry with his family after they kicked him out of the house for spending $200,000 on a Bulgarian webcam model He's facing the death penalty if found guilty. A 911 call shows how frightened a woman was during an incident with her estranged husband in Polk County. Prosecutors releasing a call Taylor Irby made last month from her van as Joseph Irby followed in his car. And in the call, Taylor says she's really, really scared. Taylor's case drew national attention because she was arrested the next day for breaking into Joseph's house and confiscating his guns out of fear for her safety. In a rare showing of bipartisanship in Washington, D.C., the 9-11 funding bill passes by a wide margin. The vote was 97-2 to to permanently extend health benefits to 9-11 first responders, many of whom are suffering and dying from particularly deadly forms of cancer. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell spoke about his private meeting about a month ago with some of those 9-11 heroes. They gave me the badge of Louis Alvarez, a New York police department bomb squad detective who was terminally ill and has since tragically passed away. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer says now those 9-11 families will be able to live in peace. They'll be able to go home, attend to their illnesses, their family members, their friends. That's what they always wanted to do. On Capitol Hill, Mike Emanuel, Fox News. And later in this half hour, we're going to talk more about the vote that went down yesterday, Alan. Headlining a story that uh, Gina Cervetti and I talked about briefly on the Bloomberg Business Report a few moments ago, the Department of Justice investigating some of the biggest tech companies for antitrust violations. 
The news caused the stock prices of tech giants Facebook, Amazon, Apple, and Google's parent company Alphabet to fall by about 1% in after-hours trading yesterday. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our Tom Stories. We can count on it. You can. Right here on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. America's darkest day in the news again. September 11, 2001. Radical Islamic terrorists commandeer planes and fly them into buildings in New York City. The twin towers of the World Trade Center, 110 stories high, collapse after both of them erupt in flames when the planes hit. First responders turned out and laid their lives on the line. 340 firefighters from New York City died that day, along with the nearly 3,000 people who were in and around the Twin Towers on that morning. Um, The first responders at the time didn't have any idea or any thought about, well, what are the conditions there? Is this safe? You know, but there was asbestos in those towers, all kinds of toxic chemicals, mix it in with jet fuel uh, that is burning, etc. And it was a toxic brew. And people got sick and people started dying. And thousands of first responders have died. And thousands, tens of thousands more are sick. And a compensation fund was set up And Congress had the thing funded, but they're starting to run out of money. So the story that came to a head yesterday with a vote in the United States Senate was, and this was backed by President Trump, we need to fund the 9-11 Victims' Compensation Fund uh, in perpetuity so it doesn't run out of money. And they have done so uh, with a vote of 97 to 2 in the Senate yesterday. And here's the deal. The bill funds this, um, well, it funds the fund until 2092. And I guess the date there is they figure there's not going to be anybody left alive, right. possibly, who would have been there and and been made sick or have died uh, as a result of the Twin Towers coming down, all the way to 2092. Uh, and, and it's funded to an extent that it's going to make it really a permanent thing. The $7.4 billion fund rapidly being depleted right now Um, Benefit payments um, were being cut, and now all of that has been reversed because the bill that is passed here results in about $10 billion in additional compensation payments over 10 years, including more than $4 billion for claims already filed and more claims to come. 97 to 2 was the vote. The only two no votes were were fiscal conservatives, and I I admire them for this. But, you know, they say it's a war term. There are some hills worth dying on and some hills worth not dying on. Rand Paul voted against this, and so did Mike Lee of Utah. Rand Paul of Kentucky said, While I support our heroic first responders, I cannot in good conscience vote for legislation which, to my dismay, remains unfunded. We have a nearly trillion-dollar deficit. $22 trillion in debt spending is out of control, as I've done on countless issues, and he has, including disaster relief and wall funding. I'll always take a stand against borrowing more money to pay for programs rather than setting priorities and cutting waste. And he's right. They haven't actually said, well, okay, where are we going to get the money? Are we going to have offsets and spend less somewhere else so we can fund this thing for nearly 80 years from now? And Mike Lee had similar problems with this, and his no vote, he said, was cast 
um, because he wanted to ensure that the fund had proper oversight in place to prevent fraud and abuse. That's a lot of money that's going to be out there for a lot of a lot of years. Listen, I admire these guys. I count myself as a fiscal conservative. But if you this is chump change in the grand scheme of how much money we're spending. Yeah, exactly. I have to say, Alan, and we'll get into more of this right after the break. I have to say that this is not a hill worth dying on. These guys are going to be long remembered in a negative way, I think, by most. Because if there's one thing you wanted to vote for, this was it. I mean, it, it's hard to make a case against it, even if you have reservations, for God's sake. You know, particularly if it's, well, we're spending too much money. Yeah, we are. But there are some things we do need to spend money on, and I think this was one of them. Yeah, it's one thing to be consistent, and, you know, I admire people who are consistent in their views and steadfast, but I think Congress people, when they're looking at spending money, have to look at things on a case-by-case basis as well. And this is certainly a case that deserved to be funded, uh, whether the funding uh, sources have been identified yet or not. And as you said, this is, uh, you know a molehill compared to the mountain of debt that this country is facing. Yeah, so the question for you is, if you were in the Senate yesterday, would you have voted yes or no on the compensation bill for the 9-11 victims? And for the ones who voted no, and there were only two, Rand Paul and Mike Lee, I think that was a hill not worth dying on. I'm sorry. I think they should have voted the other way to make it unanimous. What say you? 407-916-5400, text line Two three six eight zero. We'll get uh, Yaffe and the Fox in on this as well, but we want to hear from you, and we will after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here again in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. It looks like that bathroom bill controversy is over in North Carolina. A federal judge has announced a settlement that has been reached that will allow transgender people to use the bathroom that matches their gender identity not their birth certificate. Three years ago, the state passed a controversial law demanding all people must use the bathroom that fits the gender on their birth certificate. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on the top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. All right, what about the 9-11... Victims Compensation Fund. It was voted to be funded yesterday by the Senate adequately to meet the demand for those who are sick and dying uh, and their families of those who have already died as a result of the conditions, the toxic conditions at ground zero in the wake of the 9-11 attacks in 2001. Only two no votes, um, fiscal conservatives, Rand Paul and Mike Lee. Yaffe, we didn't get you in on this. What's your take on it? And then let's get to the text line. I have to admit, I'm a little torn on this because especially with Rand Paul, I understand why he did it. He made a decision a long time ago that he is not going to vote for any new spending that isn't paid for in some way. So if you make that decision ahead of time, you got to stick by it no matter what. Yep. So I totally understand why yeah, he's he a man did of it. principle and I understand that too from that standpoint. So it's like if you make that decision ahead of time, I guess you got to stick by it. Um Well, you know, if if but if you could if if you could cast a yes vote for one thing that doesn't yeah. meet everything that you've always required, I would have to think it would be this thing, but it didn't right. happen. Um, Yeah, a bunch of texters actually agree with Mike Lee and Rand Paul. One person said no, not without amendments, which is why Mike Lee voted against it. They had a couple of their amendments were brought up and defeated, Lee and Rand Paul. 
Um, another person says, I support both Mike Lee and Rand Paul. They are the only true conservatives in the Senate. Their no votes reflect the fact that they are staying true to conservative principles. Yep. Got another texture says, wrong hill to stand on for uh, for Lee and for Rand Paul. We got a caller on the line here, Alan? Yeah, from Titusville. It's John. Good morning, John. Hi, good morning. It's, it, I have an honest question. Um, these heroes need to be taken care of, but why are the unions not taking care of them? They they belong to the unions. The unions should be held accountable for their health needs, period. And and if they are not, they need to be bankrupted first, and then I have no problem with the government stepping in, but then, then the unions should be disbanded. Well, that's an interesting take. I, I don't know the answer to that question, except I, I think that the, the amount of money involved here would be so overwhelming. You know, there's no way that a union could handle that. And you say, okay, well, then let them go bankrupt or whatever. But in the meantime, when we go through all of that, what happens to these people who need help? Oh, I agree. But but bankrupt them first, take all their money, and then we'll step in. But they can't have it both ways. They can't say, stand behind the union, and then the union says, oh, we don't have the money. Just disband them. Yeah, I, I have no idea what the, the union involvement in that would be or what the city of New York's involvement would be in that as well. Mm-hmm. Or what about I, sim- simple workman's comp? Yeah, I, I just don't know if it would be adequate to meet the need. That's all, John. Um, yeah, I the, can number, the numbers are so enormous in terms right. of the money for each one of these patients, you know, who sometimes spend 20 years dying of cancer. You yeah, know? I can imagine that they probably are covered under a health insurance plan through their union, but health insurance is not going to cover 100% of everything. Yeah. So this fund probably fills the gaps, I'm guessing. Um, Melissa, what I want you to do here, because we talked off air when this text came up, is I want you to read what's now the second text on the screen and uh, and then respond to it based on personal experience. Okay, it says, uh, with with regards, obviously, to the fund, it says, I would say no uh, what about our military? They don't compensate them for what happens to them or their families, and they make way less than our first responders. That Part of that's not true. I don't know about them making less than the first responders, but I do know that uh, family members of military personnel who die while serving on active duty, they get benefits, and they're eligible for federal benefits, privileges, entitlements, all that kind of stuff. There, There's a way of taking care of the families. I've had uh, two female cousins whose husbands have died in the service, and their families are well taken care of. There's no, they don't want for anything. Well, there you go. There you go. You know, and as for our soldiers making, you know, less than first responders, you know, keep in mind, and I'm sure that's true, but they have other benefits. You know, they get free room and board and, uh, you know, everything else. I mean, it's a different deal than being, you know, a first responder going to the job from home every day. You know, but after one of the, after the uh, bill was passed uh, yesterday, uh, one of the first responders said, I would give all the money back if I could be healthy. Yeah. I mean, that says it all right there. does. Let's get a news update in here for folks who are joining us at the top of the 7 o'clock. Alan, what's coming? Puerto Rico's governor might be stepping down, and Robert Mueller heads to Capitol Hill. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 6.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. 
Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here in a Wednesday edition of our show at 7 o'clock. You're just in time for our latest check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM AM 540 and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Puerto Rican protesters might be getting their wish. More in one minute. And we'll talk with a native of Puerto Rico, one of our colleagues, about the big mess down there and what's next. That's next on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio 93.1. Puerto Rico Governor Ricardo Rosselló is expected to resign today. According to reporting from multiple media outlets, the move would come after more than a week of protests calling for him to step down. The protests erupted after publication of messages between Rosselló and his closest advisors. They included jokes about Hurricane Maria victims as well as homophobic and misogynistic comments. A lot more on this coming right up. You'll want to stay with us for that. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. After months of anticipation, former special counsel Robert Mueller is set to testify before two congressional committees this morning. Former special counsel Robert Mueller will sit for five hours of sworn testimony before the House Judiciary and House Intelligence Committees. President Trump told reporters on Monday that he'll likely watch a little of the hearings, which he repeatedly has called a witch hunt. The Justice Department, in a letter sent to Mueller earlier this week, warned the former special counsel not to go beyond what's in his 448-page report. House Democrats hope to get Mueller to state explicitly that President Trump would have been criminally charged were it not for DOJ regulations. That, however, would be beyond Mr. Mueller's report. At the White House, John Decker, Fox News. Testimony starts at 8.30 this morning, and uh, we'll be able to jump into that live, so stay tuned on that score. Big story. A sinkhole is responsible for driving a couple from their home in Sumter County. The eight-foot sinkhole was found last week outside a home in the villages on Duran Drive in the village of Alhambra. A county building official tells our news partner Fox 35 he believes the sinkhole may be spreading and things could go haywire at any time. Residents in Flagler County are being asked to give an unwanted visitor some space. The sheriff's office says it's gotten calls since last week about a bear seen in Palm Coast, but it's being allowed to wander about. The Humane Society says the bear is not bothering anyone, and they urge residents not to panic if they see the bear. Easy for them to say. Yeah. <laughs> and here in Florida, today and tomorrow, the early bird catches the lobsters. Divers are making their way back to shore after spending their early mornings plucking spiny lobsters out of their hiding places. Florida Fish and Wildlife Officer Ronald Washington says the two-day mini-season, which runs through 1159 tomorrow night, is not a free-for-all. You must abide by the fishing laws and boating laws. That includes having a recreational saltwater fishing license and a lobster permit. You can only bag a dozen non-egg-bearing lobsters with at least a three-inch upper body. The lobster limit is six off Monroe County and in Biscay National Park. Violators could face misdemeanor charges. Eric Rodriguez, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. But you've been warned, spiny lobster season is not a free for all. So oh, I'll be a good boy. When you go diving, be careful. WFLA News Time is 7.06. A family claims a popular Santa Claus app sent inappropriate messages to their daughter. Well, that story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Well, we got a rogue. Santa Claus out there in cyberspace? Ho, ho, ho. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. 
The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m., News Radio 93.1. Here's a mess in Puerto Rico. Protests against the governor. He may resign today. We're watching that potentially huge breaking news story. And we're going to talk about the situation in Puerto Rico with a woman we work with and admire and um, who knows more about Puerto Rico than anybody we could bring you here personally. She's our colleague, Sandra Carrasquillo. She does uh, news for a Spanish-speaking station uh, within our iHeartRadio group here, and she will give us an inside look at exactly what is happening in Puerto Rico and what she hopes is to come, and it is straight ahead. And an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is just two minutes away. 7.07 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, and we're talking about it with a very special guest in just a moment. One of the top newspapers in Puerto Rico reports that the embattled governor there, Ricardo Roseo, is expected to resign this morning. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories are promised to you all morning, every day, right here in Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. And a very good morning to you. The Bud Man here along with Alan and Yaffe and Melissa. And our colleague from uh, our sister station across the hall, Axion 97.9 FM, Sandra Carrasquillo, a native of Puerto Rico. You're the host of their morning show. Thanks for coming across the hall here uh, from your duties with the premier news station for Spanish-speaking folks here in Central Florida. A pleasure. You are telling me now something I had not heard, that while we don't have an official resignation, Roseo is no longer in Puerto Rico? Well, what they're saying is there's some pictures of uh, an airplane that Roseo is now boarding a plane out of Puerto Rico with all his family belongings and um, from an airport, not the, the, the uh, another private airport mm. in Puerto Rico. So supposedly he, has, he wrote a message... That's what they're saying, and they will show it sometime this morning. A resignation message. A resignation message. Uh-huh. It's like a video it, that he, it, it, they he say made. It could be a video. It okay. could be a letter. Hmm. Nobody knows. What is your reaction to this? Are you glad to see him go? Yes. Yes, he has to. He has nobody trusts him anymore, number one. Nobody likes him anymore. We saw those massive protests. We have some of folks who are protesting in, in their native tongue of Spanish. We're going to play a little of this and ask you to translate. What are they saying here in Puerto Rico? What they're saying is, Ricky is not here. Where is Ricky? Ricky is selling whatever is left of the island. They call him Ricky, right? Ricky, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ricky's a Rosselló. Um, and for him to leave and to resign, where is Ricky? Ricky is not here. And to Ricky, resign, resign, Ricky. So I want you to listen to... A lot, I have to say the chanting are very... Um, how I would say they're very funny. 
All right. All those chantings. Well, but it's a very serious situation <laughs> yes. with the economy and the corruption and Chatgate, about which we'll talk more in just a moment. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, Roseo now on Fox early this week with Shepard Smith reacting to the protest, uh, Sandra. I've seen the protest. I've heard uh, the people talk. I've had a process of uh, introspection, and and I did. I I've made a decision. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to seek re-election, and that way I can focus on the job at hand. That's when he was trying to cling to yes. his job, and 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 he also talked about this so-called chatgate here, where he and other government officials were saying horrible horrible things about hurricane victims, yes. about people in the administration. And here is Roseo on that. I've apologized uh, for that. I'm, I'm uh, making amends for all of those efforts. I'm You've talking apologized to for what this was, specifically, uh, uh, Governor? For, for, for all of uh, the comments that I've made on the, on the chats. Let, Let me, me tell you, after I saw that interview, I was about to call 911 because he was killed. He was murder in that interview. It <laughs> and, was and he just, deserved it. It was just, he deserved oh my it. God, why did he go? Why did he do that interview? It, it was just amazing that he went to Fox to do that interview. Um, I, I just don't know why people around him let him do that. But yeah, it was murder. From what you were reporting initially, Sandra, it sounds like uh, he didn't offer his resignation immediately. So he'd have time for he and his family to pack. Exactly. As they get the heck out of Dodge. Yes. Now, yes. without Chatgate, would he have been all right, or was he in trouble with the corruption and the economy being in the tank in Puerto Rico anyway? Has he just been a bad governor? He's been, uh, let me say, he was a young governor, and people had hopes. What happened is he is his father, you know, he used to be the governor of Puerto Rico, his mm-hmm. father, Pedro Rosselló, and... When his father was the governor of Puerto Rico, many people went to jail. About 50 people went to jail under his father's um, government. And then the son came, you know, as as governor. Were, pe- were these people who opposed the governor and got thrown in jail? No, it was people in his party. Oh, his party. His people got thrown in jail. Yes. Let's assume he's out because that seems to be just about where we are right now. Now the son is is, is the governor and then Maria came. The hurricane. The hurricane Maria came and Mm -hmm. then everything, you know, all this money, all these funds started coming to Puerto Rico, the help, and then, you know, the rest is history. What's it going to take to fix Puerto Rico? It will have to, at this point, you know, who's going to, if he resigns, you know, who's going to be the governor of Puerto Rico, the secretary of justice, Juan Davasco. Is that a good thing? It's just that everybody has been or fired or have resigned, you know? but But will she be good for Puerto Rico? I guess. I guess it's just like down, you know, down the the road. She's like the only one left. <laughs> let's only bring, let's bring like, Yaffe okay. in and from the control room here, Sandra. Well, I was going to ask, when is the next election? I mean, how long would this person? It will be, be there? on twenty twenty on, on. Okay, so it's a short, relatively November, short period yeah. of time. It'll be an hour, uh, a year and a half, something like that. Mm-hmm. Got you. Now I know that President Trump was saying that the people of Puerto Rico like him, and all of the problems were because of this governor and not Trump. What do you say to that? What do the people in Puerto Rico really think of him? Um, Be honest. Well, I don't think they like him at all. 
because of all the comments, what he did when he went to Puerto Rico, throwing the paper towels to, you know, to, to the hurricane to, victims. Yeah, to the hurricane victims, and and they just don't like him because he's his comments of everything in Puerto Rico is very despective. Oh, but I have to say he was right with the government that there was a lot of corruption. He is right he was, on that. He was right on that. But overall, they don't like his rhetoric. Got to let you go because you got work to do across yes. the hall um, for Axion 97.9 FM, our sister station, where you host the morning show. What is best for Puerto Rico's future? I mean, there are three paths we can see here. It remains a U.S. territory like it's been since 1898. It becomes the 51st state of these United States, or it becomes an independent country. I what want do Puerto, you want? I want it? Puerto Rico to be a state. It's it's time. Why not independence? Either, because it's not going to happen. Because we are part of the United States, and United States is not going to let Puerto Rico be independent because of the situ- our strategic um, where we are located. In 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 the Caribbean, you know, it's not going to happen. We are we always going to be a U.S. territory. And but then the next step would be to be statehood, is that's what you want for exactly. Puerto Rico? Exactly. All right, all right. Thanks, Sandra. We really appreciate it. Sandra Carrasquillo from our uh, sister station right across the hall here at iHeart <laughs> and Radio. works with us in the newsroom here because news is what you do, and you do it so well. And Thank you're you. one of our favorite people in all of iHeartRadio. Thanks for coming over. A pleasure. Hope Thank we can you. return the favor, although if I go over there, nobody's going to be able to understand a word I'm saying. <laughs> well, and... that'll be like here. Anytime. Oh, kind of like here. Oh, okay, see, That's this is nice. a tough room. You see what I deal with, Sandra? <laughs> oh. All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. We'll look for further breaking news on the status of the governor down there. Says he's left the country with his family and uh, recorded some kind of a resignation statement. We'll watch it all happen. What's your thoughts on what's happening in Puerto Rico and what the future holds for that island nation and its 3.2 million U.S. citizens? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines are repeating our breaking news from our colleague, um... Sandra Carrasquillo, native of Puerto Rico, does the news for one of our iHeartRadio Spanish-speaking stations here that Governor Roseo has recorded a resignation message, it is believed, but that they know that he has left in a private plane the island of Puerto Rico with his family. So we will watch for all of these breaking developments throughout the show. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Count on it on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Yaffe, Melissa, great talking with Sandra Carrasquillo, our good friend and colleague. She's well-connected with what's going on in Puerto Rico, and it was great to get her take on all of the chaos down there and the protests and uh, all the animosity uh, well-earned toward the governor, uh, Roseo. You know, I agree with that, bud. However, the only thing I disagree with I just don't think Puerto Rico will ever become a state. Yeah, I didn't want to get into that with her. That's her opinion. She's entitled to it. I didn't want to debate it. Uh, to me, the best thing that can happen to Puerto Rico is it becomes an independent uh, country. I mean, it could be the crown jewel of the Caribbean. I, I, I just think, I, I just don't think it, it, I mean, everyone's U.S. citizens. I understand that. 
but it's not 1898 anymore, okay? We brought them on board when we were dealing with uh, the situation in Cuba and the Spanish-American War, you know, and worried about who was going to, you know, have a big presence in the Caribbean. I don't think we have to worry about that if we don't have the, you know, if, if we don't have a, a, a connection like we have now with Puerto Rico. I think it's time for them to stand on their own two feet. Yeah, we had one texter who agreed with that. Uh, you can text to 23680. Uh, he said, "Put." He said, Puerto Rico cannot become a state. It is such a mess, deep in debt, and doesn't share the same values that I believe mainland USA does. If we brought Puerto Rico on as the 51st state, it would be by far the poorest state, much poorer than Mississippi, just to give you, just to give you perspective, because Mississippi is always number 50 on that list. I, I just don't think, and there's a long text that speaks to this here that we don't have time to get into, that, that, that it, it doesn't have enough in common with the rest of the United States. That's not an Islamophobic, uh, Islamophobic or, or Hispanic. It's not a negative comment about Hispanics. It's just not. But I, I just think the best thing is for them to now finally stand on their own two feet as an independent country. I really do. Yeah, another person made a really good point because Sandra was talking about Wanda Vasquez, who would take over as governor. Uh, apparently, according to this texter, she also narrowly escaped going to jail herself, and uh, she is just as corrupted. That's what the texter is saying. Yeah, and Sandra pointed out that so many people have been uh, wrapped up in these uh, corruption probes and uh, being sent to jail that uh, Vasquez is like the last one left over. She just happens to be there and may or may not be qualified to take over. And let's put a button on all of this right now. This text, there's only one way to solve the crisis in Puerto Rico. AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who heritage is Puerto Rican, send her back. Oh, boy. That's what the texture yeah. is saying. Although I think that might make it worse. I'm just... <laughs> no, it might. They it don't just want her. might. Anyway, but thanks. We appreciate all the input there. Uh, Alan, let's get folks up to date on the news as we hit the halfway mark on the Wednesday show. Bud, there's a launch scheduled for tonight at the Cape, but the weather forecast is not good. And a Seminole County triple murder trial gets underway with opening statements. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. All right, Heather, thanks. There's a lot of folks, Alan, as you begin our news at the bottom of the 7 o'clock hour who are hoping for at least some good weather in Brevard County around dinner time. Well, don't hold your breath. Forecasters are watching to see if the weather will cooperate for tonight's planned launch of a Falcon 9 rocket from Cape Canaveral. The mission to resupply the International Space Station is scheduled to lift off at 6.24 p.m. SpaceX says the mission will mark the first time a Dragon cargo capsule will have been flown three times. It was previously used in 2015 and 2017, but there is only a 30% chance for favorable weather conditions tonight. And uh, incidentally, the same forecast for tomorrow night, which would be the backup launch time. No, you just never know. This news brought to you by Trusco. <laughs> no, you never do. Well, it was pretty profound, the, wasn't I, it? Yeah, wow. <laughs> Thanks for the think, insight. Think about that. This news brought to you by <laughs> We could say that about any story well, we, we do on here. Sometimes great genius is not appreciated in its time, Alan. I think we may have a situation Well, I like can't that. wait for that. <laughs> this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A triple murder trial is underway in Seminole County. Defense attorneys trying to convince a jury that Grant Amato had no reason to murder his father, mother, and brother. He had no motive whatsoever to kill his family members. The evidence will show that the relation between Mr. Amato and his parents and brother 
will show a clear lack of motive. There was absolutely no friction. But prosecutors say Grant Amato did indeed murder his family and tried to make it look like his brother did it. There were three items of evidence that the defendant, Grant Amato, planted to make it appear that Cody killed his mother and father and then killed themselves. During his opening statement, Prosecutor Stuart Stone told the jury Amato was angry with his family for kicking him out of the house after he spent $200,000 on a Bulgarian webcam model he never met. Amato could get the death penalty if found guilty of the January murders. Britain has a new prime minister and among Boris Johnson's first jobs, decide what to do in the event of nuclear destruction. New Prime Ministers here are required to write four letters of last resort, one for each of Britain's nuclear submarines, telling the crews how to respond if the government is destroyed. Options are thought to include retaliating with a nuclear strike, doing nothing, leaving it to the commanding officer's judgment, or reporting to an ally like the US. The letters are sealed, and when the Prime Minister leaves office, they're destroyed, still, hopefully, unopened. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. I guess that's the way it is every time they turn over a prime minister. Yeah. I never knew that before. Did you, Alan? I did not know that. That is really something. Uh, Cape Cod is cleaning up after one or more tornadoes ripped through the popular Massachusetts tourist area. The National Weather Service says an EF1 tornado with wind speeds of 110 miles per hour tore the roof off a hotel in the town of Yarmouth. Over 50,000 Cape Cod residents were still without power as of last night because of the winds. Melissa, you hail from not far from there, Nantucket. You grew up there. Have you ever heard of anything like that in that part of the country? In Yarmouth? No. And matter of fact, they're all kind of devastated. They did not expect that a lot of my friends are looking at damage that happened in the neighborhood, including that roof and trees down. Yeah, there's cell phone video of that roof being blown off. And they are thankful that they, unlike us, have basements. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. They had a place to go. A lot of shelter. Makes all the difference. But what a rare event up in the Northeast. Yep. Elsewhere. Here's some advice for one fan of Taylor Swift. to calm down. Are we going to play the whole album? What yeah, are we, doing we are. Yeah. This is, <laughs> we're going to be dancing. here for a couple hours, bud. <laughs> we're dancing. An Iowa man is under arrest for trying to break into the Rhode Island home of Taylor Swift. Officers were called by several concerned residents Monday night about a suspicious man near her house. Cops say 32-year-old David Little was carrying a backpack filled with 30 different lockpicks, a crowbar, screwdrivers, flashlight, and gloves. He allegedly told police he was hoping to meet Swift and she was going to help launch his singing career. Wow. Good plan, huh? Makes me want to do a safe touch spot. (laughs) (laughs) Those guys out of there. Yeah. (laughs) British singer-songwriter Ed Sheeran is silencing noise complaints from his neighbors. Residents have been grumbling about the sound coming from Sheeran's London home, so he bought the two houses next door. (laughs) Sheeran shelled out $5 million dollars to purchase the two properties next to his almost $25 million house. What was the problem? He was cranking up the guitar too loud or something? I guess. I was going to say, if I ever live next door to a really rich guy, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, I've already got plans. (laughs) See how much he'll give me? (laughs) Complain about the noise, yeah. Picture price, right? Yeah, apparently there's money in the music business. Who knew? And finally, 
You know, we've been talking about these uh, Facebook groups, uh, one uh, that uh, proposes to storm Area 51, and uh, yesterday we mentioned another one involving the Bermuda Triangle. Now a search for the Loch Ness Monster is going viral. Scotland is out to prove its own legendary creature really does exist one day after the Storm Area 51 Facebook event is set to take place. At least 21,000 people have signed up on Facebook and another 43,000 have replied they're interested. The September 21st event aims to find evidence of the sea serpent in the waters of Loch Ness. The area is already open to the public every day of the year, but with the water around 43 degrees and waves up to 13 feet high, officials warn hunters of the Loch Ness Monster could easily face capsizing or hypothermia. And that's a big lake in Scotland uh, mm-hmm. there is what we're talking about here. And they're talking 21,000 people showing up to look for Nessie? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> this is a new location possibly for Woodstock 50. Well, i got to tell you, this is an interesting <laughs> trend going on here. Find more on these stories <laughs> on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate it. So you think you know a little bit about former special counsel and FBI director Robert Mueller? If you do, you could win a great prize to a great concert. You're going on us. America, one of the great bands with great hits, is coming to Orlando. Let's clear the decks on the news calls right now, Melissa, and open up the phones only for free concert tickets to America at 407-916-5400. You're eligible by company rules to play and win if you've not played in one South uh, a sound judgment in 30 days. 407-916-5400. Otherwise, please let some new timers or newcomers in and let the old timers stand aside. Uh, we've got a couple of lines open. These are great tickets that a lot of folks would love to have. And if it's you know, this concert's not for you. Give them away as a gift to somebody special in your life. 407-916-5400. America tickets. A Robert Mueller question. Think you can handle this? If you can, you win them. And we have the toll-free still open at 866-916-5400. Contestants, make yourselves comfortable here in the 50,000-watt front porch and set a spell. We'll be right with you to play Sound Judgment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes on this edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines out of Central Florida for you right now. Residents in Flagler County being asked to give an unwanted visitor some space. The sheriff's office there says it has gotten calls last week, since last week, about a bear seen in Palm Coast. But the bear is being allowed to wander about. The Humane Society says the bear is not bothering anybody, and they urge residents not to panic if they see the bear in Flagler County. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the Tom Stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio 93.1. All right, let's play the sound judgment game, and we're playing for a great prize. Melissa, tell us about it. That's right. It's a pair of tickets to see America, the real guys, the band, live at the Hard Rock. The tickets are on sale now at Hard Rock Live Orlando, but you can win them. All you have to do is use your sound judgment. Yeah, all the regular lines are jammed. Um, a wrong answer will open one up for you if you're quick at 407-916-5400. Don't tell anybody because this is just for you. The toll-free is still open. Grab it now. Well, we don't know just how today's testimony by former special counsel Robert Mueller will go on Capitol Hill, but 
You can count on Mueller to be cool, calm, and unflappable, just the way he was as FBI director. Mueller will tell you that his military training and his combat experiences in Vietnam um, put him in good stead and gave him an ability to handle pretty much whatever life throws at him. Mueller was a Marine and an Army Ranger who was awarded the Bronze Star for heroism in Vietnam and a Purple Heart as well. Listen to some sound of Mueller talking about the value of his military background. Then use your sound judgment to tell me the top rank Robert Mueller attained as a U.S. Marine. So people say, isn't there a lot of tension in your job the FBI? Well, it's compared to... What you've been through in the past, it's tension, but uh, it's something you uh, you work with. So I, I would never have been the director of the FBI without the Marine Corps training, and Ranger School was just uh, uh, probably the best training I ever had. Within the hour, Robert Mueller will be testifying on Capitol Hill, and we'll go to that. But right now, the question about the former special counsel and FBI director and Vietnam veteran Robert Mueller, what was the top rank that he achieved as a U.S. Marine. Line one, give me the rank and you'll be our winner. Yeah, okay. Why would you even, why would you even be here? You could take a shot at it, right? 407-916-5400. I don't get it. Maybe it was a bad sell. Line two, go ahead. What rank? Way from left field. How about lieutenant? No, he started as a second lieutenant. Um, but no, that's not the answer, but thanks for trying. There's the open line. You better grab it at 407-916-5400. Line three, what was the rank? about Captain Muller? Absolutely right. He was a captain. You bet. Congratulations to you. You're going to the America concert. I hope you're excited about that. They're great, bud. I saw them in Daytona last year, two years ago, up at Peabody. They're awesome. Yeah, it'll be terrific, and they are the real deal, the real band. This isn't some cover band or anything like that. And congratulations to you. What's your first name? Matt. Matt, which Matt? Got a bunch of them. From what town? From your favorite beach. New Smyrna Beach. Oh, yeah. Got to get out there this weekend if I can. All right, thank you so much for playing our game. We appreciate you being for so many years, uh, as I know you have been, a member of our family here on, on Good Morning Orlando. We appreciate you, Matt. Thank you, bud. Appreciate you. All right. Don't go away, buddy. We'll put you off air with Melissa to make that happen. Headlines and update now on Marine Captain Robert Mueller, the former special counsel who will be testifying before two congressional committees starting at 830 this morning, has just arrived on Capitol Hill. We'll get into that during our 8 o'clock hour. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories throughout the morning. The Promise on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Good Morning Orlando, the midweek edition here. Good Wednesday morning. We are glad you're with us on the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. Um, In the second half of the next hour here, um, we are expecting the testimony to begin by uh, Robert Mueller on Capitol Hill. Um, All of that takes... um, uh, kicks in at about 8.30. We'll be watching it. Uh, Mueller has arrived on Capitol Hill. We saw some video of him going down a dark hallway a few minutes yes, ago, right, Captain Yaffe? Captain Mueller is there. He's yeah. about to head in to testify. It's kind of weird. I heard the Darth Vader theme when he was walking down the hall. <laughs> 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 Who would have been playing that? Was that the Republican band or the Democrat band? <laughs> That's a band in my head, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and anyway, and, and it's amazing. They've, they've been, you know, standing around in the committee room here, photographers everywhere. And they got some schlub in a, in a T-shirt standing up there so they can stage the raising of the right hand for the swearing in. Yeah, got to get the right shot, bud. Making sure all the cameras can click and really loud. Why is it we all have smartphones that don't make a sound that you can use on a golf course when Tiger's on his backswing and he never complains about it because he can't hear it? Why can't we have cameras that don't click? These cameras that they have, it's just nuts. Come on, bud. What is going on with that? Why is that we have not been able to get rid of the clicking cameras with the modern technology we have? If we can put a man on the moon, why can't we have non-clicking cameras in Congress? (laughs) I say bring back flashbulb. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe a half a century from now, we'll be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the demise of the clicking camera in Washington. I don't know. All started by Bud Hedinger. Yes, yes, right here. As Bud Hedinger once said, you never know. Thank you very much. It was a profound moment earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there'll be 60 profound moments on your show for the drive home, Yaffe. Well, there's two big stories to cover today. First, obviously, is the Mueller testimony. We'll cover that. And... The Puerto Rican governor supposed to resign. We'll cover the reaction to that all tonight. PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. We had the breaking news that he's already left the island with his family on a plane, getting out while the getting's good. Um, In the meantime, we're keeping an eye on that, Alan, and there is other news as well. What do you have for the 8 o'clock? Well, we've got, uh, as you said, we've those are our top stories. We've got the Puerto Rican governor apparently resigning. We've got Robert Mueller on Capitol Hill and a dust-up at Disney's Tower of Terror. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 7.59 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch on a Wednesday at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Puerto Rico's governor might be gone. Details in one minute. And a dual dilemma for the Democrats next on Good Morning Orlando. 803 on News Radio 93.1. The governor of Puerto Rico, Ricardo Roselló, is expected to resign today. That's according to reporting from multiple media outlets. The move would come after more than a week of protests calling for him to step down. The protests erupted after publication of messages between Roselló and his closest advisors. They included jokes about Hurricane Maria victims, as well as homophobic and misogynistic comments. Just yesterday, Roselló's chief of staff turned in his resignation. That means if he does indeed leave office, he would be replaced by Secretary of Justice Wanda Vasquez. Mark Mayfield, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. And Bud, as we learned last hour from Sandra Carrasquillo with our Spanish news station, Axion 97.9, There are reports that Roseo and his family have already packed up and left Puerto Rico. Yeah, she had a shot of a private plane on the tarmac ready to go, and apparently it is gone with, she believes, and it is reported, a recorded uh, message of resignation still to be heard. Left behind, yeah. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Special counsel Robert Mueller makes his long-awaited appearance on Capitol Hill today. 
Mueller will testify in back-to-back hearings of the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees. In fact, he's already arrived on Capitol Hill. He'll be questioned about his final report on Russian interference in the 2016 election. Millions of Americans are likely to watch his testimony, but Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell will not be one of them. We've already heard from him. You know, it seems to me, I don't know how many times we want to see this movie again, but uh, I, I think the American people have moved on past this. Mueller is a reluctant witness and has said that his roughly 400-page report speaks for itself. Testimony begins, we're told, at 8.30. We'll be going to it um, as soon as Mueller starts speaking. All right, bud, an Orange County firefighter is out of work over claims of voyeurism in Seminole County. Stephen Brandenberger was relieved of duty this week after his female housemate accused him of planting hidden cameras in her bedroom and bathroom in Oviedo. Brandenberger had been with the fire department for 13 years, and an administrative hearing will be held to determine his future as a firefighter. A Seminole County pharmacy appears to have unwittingly played a role in the opioid crisis. Data released this week shows a CVS on 1792 in Sanford received more prescription painkillers than any pharmacy in the state over a six-year period. The research by the Washington Post shows the pharmacy received one and a half million pills a year between 2006 and 2012. And a Walt Disney World visitor is now banned from the resort for life. After punching a worker in the face, Rory O'Neill has more from our newsroom. The woman was upset because her fast pass was not valid to ride the Tower of Terror at Disney's Hollywood Studios, so she started pushing buttons on the console that controls the ride, hit the worker, and walked away. That worker suffered swelling around her eyes but declined to press charges. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. What was her problem? Do we have any idea? No. Well, they don't call it the Tower of Terror for nothing. There you go. WFLA News Time is 8.06. As summer continues, a new report exposes America's dirtiest beaches. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. I checked. There are none on this coast of Florida, but some on the west coast of Florida made the list. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. But heading around, Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Could I make a quick comment? Because we have on, on our TV screen in our newsroom, we have Fox and Friends. They're talking to Rudy Giuliani. I love it. President Trump's attorney, the former mayor of New York City. Yeah. What has he done to his hair? <laughs> He's gone orange. Shoe polish. Yeah. No, the face has gone orange. The hair has gone black. Yeah. It, it's is it black? Bad. It's like that reddish bad. black. It's very Hispanic. I like it. It's freaking me out a if little bit. If you're going to do that, why don't you just draw more hair on your head? <laughs> oh, no, For there is. some reason, oh, it makes wow. him look more bald. Yeah. You notice his baldness more now. I don't know why. It's a different look, isn't it? He yeah. Kinda, you know, he reminds me of Colonel Clink from Hogan's Heroes. I like Rudy's oh, hair. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Werner Kempler, really? Yeah, doesn't he kind of similar uh, look similar to him? Colonel Hogan. Mm. <laughs> <Clink>, you idiot. <laughs> I know nothing, nothing. Oh, anyway, uh, listen, well, let's talk presidential politics. Are you having a little bit of partisan politics withdrawal here this morning? I was starting to shake just a little bit, so we put this in here. It's a dual dilemma for the Democrats. I'll lay it out for you, and we'll get your take on how serious a problem this may be. 
for our friends on the left trying to wrest the presidency away from Donald Trump. It's coming up. And an update of Orlando's news, weather and traffic, and perhaps more about Rudy Giuliani's hair in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.08. Central Florida headlines for you right now. A sinkhole responsible for driving a couple from their home up in Sumter County. The eight-foot-wide sinkhole found last week outside a home in the villages on Duran Drive in the village of Alhambra. The county building officials say, though, that he believes the sinkhole may be spreading, getting wider, getting deeper, and that things could, as he said, go haywire at any time. We hope not, but we'll follow it from the villages for you. Sinkhole there. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Senate Judiciary, make that House Judiciary Committee room is filling up in Washington. Special Counsel, former Special Counsel Robert Mueller, slated to testify. It all begins at 8.30. Uh, and, and, and I said before that, you know, we would, we would go to Mueller when he starts speaking. Listen, I have a texture here saying, but man, please stay with your program. I'd rather listen to you guys than the testimony. People who want to hear the testimony have plenty of options, and indeed you do. We're just going to dance into it and catch a little bit of a flavor of it along the way, okay? So, and uh, we'll be talking about it. Uh, but but that we're not going wall to wall with the uh, testimony. Okay, we're not doing that. Uh, okay, dual dilemma for the Democrats here. They have presidential candidates. A new poll st- very strongly suggests who are way out of sync with the people they're going to need to win the White House from Trump. And Trump seems to be winning the immigration argument. Let me make the case, and let's start with this from Townhall.com. Reporting on the latest NPR PBS NewsHour Marist poll. This is interesting. This is scary if you're a Democrat because you know what so many of the Democrat candidates are talking about here. You know, everything from slavery, reparations, to Medicare for all, to health care for illegals. Remember how uh, particularly Medicare for all and Health care for illegals, Yaffe, got an almost unanimous hands up at the very oh. first uh, Democrat debate. Who could forget? Yeah. Listen to the way this poll played out. The new poll, first of all, Trump in this poll is at his highest uh, approval ever at 44%, 52% disapproving. Um, but here's the question for voters. If they support Medicare for all as a replacement for private health insurance, almost all the candidates, I think they all eventually, Biden took a while to get his hands up there, I think, but they all said, yeah, yeah, we do support that, right? Am I right, Yeah, Gaffey? he had like a weird halfway up hand, maybe not, I don't know. I don't but know it's what Sleepy he was doing. Joe, he just woke up in time. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Registered voters said that's a bad idea. 55% bad idea, 40% good idea, Medicare for all. Ouch. And independence, they'll need as either side needs to actually win a presidential election. 55% of independents say Medicare for all is a bad idea. Only 39% like it. Um, Another question, do you think the ideas being offered by Democrats will move this country in the right direction or the wrong direction? Among registered voters, 43% said right direction, 48% wrong direction. And um, among independents, 40% 40% said, yeah, the Democrats will take us in the right direction. 48% said wrong direction. Is free health care for illegal immigrants a good idea or a bad idea? Wow, this was really lopsided. And listen to this. 
Registered voters, 32% thought health care for illegal immigrants is a good idea. 32%, 62% said bad idea. All the hands went up again uh, in the last debate with the Democrat candidates who were on the stage that night. And among moderate Democrats, 43% said good idea, 47% bad idea. That's a problem, Yaffe. So does this mean uh, Bill de Blasio is their guy? <laughs> yeah, it might be. I, I, I only he have he that, matches all these, right? I only have two oh, more boy. here. I only have two more here. Is decriminalizing border crossings a good idea or a bad idea? Among registered voters, 27% thought that was a good idea, and 67% thought it was a bad idea. Among Democrats, it was almost an even split. Among Democrats here, not just all registered voters, um, 45% of Democrats thought, yeah, decriminalize border crossings, bring them on in, that's a good idea. 47% said no, bad idea. Independents didn't like it, 24 to 68. Reparations for slavery. A lot of these Democrat candidates are thinking that's something we need to do for all the evils of slavery long ago before anybody living now uh, was even born. Reparations for slavery, voters, is that a good idea or a bad idea? Registered voters said 63% bad idea, reparations for slavery. Registered voters, uh, 26% said, yeah, good idea. Among independents, it was a bad idea, 65, good idea, uh, 23%. A lot of these candidates, Yaffe, are way out of sync with the Democrat electorate and the independents they will need to win. Yeah, when you look at these polls, it definitely explains why Biden is winning in the polls right now, because he's the only one up there that kind of seems moderate. I mean, some of it's name recognition, too, but if all these Democrats are against what they're proposing, they're going to have to go for a moderate like Biden. Well, they don't have any other moderates. They have one yeah. moderate here, you exactly. know, and, and he's old and slow and uh, and gaff prone. And he's got a long, controversial record that he has to defend. Mm-hmm. If it's not Biden, and I don't think it ever will be, I think he's going to implode slowly or very quickly, depending on how much he gets into the gaff thing. Listen. Uh, I don't know where they go yeah, because Klobuchar. they're all a bunch of lefties there. I mean, give me a break. Are they going to go with Klobuchar? Yeah. She's kind of moderate. Yeah. I mean, come on now. No, it's a dilemma for the Democrats, and uh, and there's more to it. I have a polling, a new poll that is just in on how much immigration issues mean to the American electorate, and um, it looks like Trump may be winning the argument on that. The other part of the dual dilemma for the Democrats coming right up, but what do you think of that poll? that I just revealed to you here how out of sync a lot of their presidential candidates are with the American electorate, even with their own party and with the independents they will need to win. The roster of Democrat candidates for president are in based on the poll I just shared with you. I think they've got a real dilemma, and there is something else We'll talk about in that regard in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. Stay tuned on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. Headlining the story that is breaking this hour, former special counsel Robert Mueller about to deliver testimony to two House committees. Mueller will be pressed on his final report on Russian interference in the 2016 election, which also investigated the possibility the Trump campaign was involved in that effort. Investigators did not find that Donald Trump's team conspired with Russia's efforts to sway the election. However, 
The top issue for Democrats will likely be whether the president obstructed justice, and that's supposed to come up as the main focus before the House Judiciary Committee, uh, with Mueller's testimony to begin after opening statements from the top congressional uh, leaders of both parties. All of this uh, beginning at 8.30, less than five minutes from now. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. We promise we deliver here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Second half of the horns of this two-pronged dilemma for the Democrats as I see it, a top left-wing think tank, the Center for American Progress, is warning that the Democrats are losing the immigration debate to President Donald Trump. More on that in just a second, but let me set the stage for that with another poll right now from Gallup, and they've been taking this poll for years on what the most important problems are facing the United States. Immigration has rocketed up in the last two months to 27%, by far the number one problem as seen by people in this country. And they say that since 2001, when they started this, only five issues have ever gotten more than 27% support as the most critically important problem. So immigration is on the front burner for a lot of Americans here. And the issue, of course, is what to do with the border and illegal immigration. This new report is out from the Center for American Progress, Um, And this is written up in Conservative Review. Yaffe brought it to my attention here. Warning that the left has, quote, ceded powerful rhetorical ground on the rule of law to President Trump, uh, allowing the Republicans to create what they call a false dichotomy of America as either a nation of immigrants or a nation of laws. In other words, by accusing the Trump administration, and this is the leftist center for American progress here, This is their warning. By accusing the Trump administration of running concentration camps on the border, lying about the conditions on ICE detention facilities, by calling for ICE to be abolished, by voting against emergency border security funding, by offering free health care to illegal immigrants, by defending MS-13 gangs, and by denying that there is even a crisis at the border, as for the longest time they did, Democrats have given the Americans the impression that they don't care about the rule of law. And that the takeaway from this report is that Trump, the Republicans, and every American interested in national sovereignty and secure borders have the rhetorical edge on the immigration issue because Americans want American law enforced. Interesting dilemma for the Democrats. And that's from the, from the you know, pro-Democrat, yeah. anti-Republican, anti-Trump, Center for American Progress issuing a warning. Well, they're just admitting the truth. I mean, for years and years, even Democrats would come out and support stronger border security and enforcing the law based on the rule of law and supporting the rule of law. And it seems to have kind of shifted now. But you're right. Even Democrats are coming out. Thomas Friedman, the New York Times columnist, he even came out recently on CNN and said their issues, their stance on issues like Medicare for all is going to end up giving Trump a second term. And he doesn't like Trump. No, you're absolutely right. Big time he doesn't. But yeah, um, this is a a dilemma for the Democrats. Yeah, conventional wisdom has always been, especially in national elections, that uh, for both parties, the idea is to move toward the center. 
be interesting to see if that move takes place between now and November of next year, especially among the Democrats. Yeah, we're going to be watching it very, very closely, Alan. In the meantime, of more immediate concern, news at the bottom of the hour. Chances for a launch tonight, not good, and a triple murder trial underway in Seminole County. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 829 on Good Morning Orlando. Former Special Counsel Robert Mueller, as we speak, taking his seat before the House Judiciary Committee. More He'll, coming up on that, but there's other news, right, well, Alan? I was going to say, he looks like he was on the red carpet at a movie premiere, the way the photographers were lined up and taking pictures of him, and he was just kind of uh, looking around and it's sort of posing, I guess, for well, them. Well, he doesn't exactly want to be there. No. <laughs> you can tell that for sure. In the meantime, back here on the home front, what's going on? The weather looking iffy for tonight's launch from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station, bud. Uh, SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket is scheduled to blast off at 6.24 p.m., sending a Dragon capsule on a resupply mission to the International Space Station. But Air Force forecasters only give a 30% go for favorable conditions. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A triple murder trial underway in Seminole County. Prosecutors laying out their case against Grant Amato, the Chuliota man accused of killing his parents and brother back in January. During opening statements, Assistant State Attorney Stuart Stone said Amato shot his dad as he came home from work. Oh, my goodness. Hit the wrong button. It'll happen. I hate when that happens. This is what we call live radio. Yeah. So uh, Assistant State Attorney Stuart Stone said Amato shot his dad as he came home from work. Number one, no physical evidence linking him. Number two, no gun with which to use it. And number three, the nefarious can, uh, amount of drugs, guns, and ammunition found in the house. And that was the attorney for Grant Amato giving jurors three reasons to find him not guilty. Investigators say Amato was angry with his family after they kicked him out of the house for spending $200,000 on a Bulgarian webcam model. He's facing the death penalty if found guilty. A 911 call shows how frightened a woman was during an incident with her estranged husband in Polk County. Prosecutors releasing a call Taylor Irby made last month from her van as Joseph Irby followed in his car. And in the call, Taylor says she's really, really scared. Taylor's case drew national attention because she was arrested the next day for breaking into Joseph's house and confiscating his guns out of fear for her safety. After nearly two decades of fighting with Washington lawmakers, 9-11 first responders can see the finish line in sight for all their hard work. The Senate overwhelmingly passed a permanent extension of the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund 97 to 2. It provides benefits to first responders who rushed to ground zero on September 11th and in the aftermath of the attacks. John Feel is one of the 9-11 first responders. Everybody from every state came to ground zero or the Pentagon or Shanksville. And that's what America is about. It's the spirit of the American people. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer is from New York and gave credit to the 9-11 first responders for fighting for these benefits. We're just so glad that we're at the very end of this long, long travail that will recognize the needs of these beautiful, wonderful, brave first responders. On Capitol Hill, Mike Emanuel, Fox News. And as live radio continues, bud, uh, (laughs) we're back to this elsewhere. And a milestone for this band.
YouTube telling us the original video for Queen's 1975 hit Bohemian Rhapsody has been viewed now one billion times. Wow. It is the only video made before the 1990s to reach that milestone. Queen claims on their website the video is generally recognized as the first ever promotional music video and set the standard for the genre. Queen is currently on tour with Adam Lambert. That's an amazing number. One billion times. Mm. Toyota will be bringing several robots to the 2020 Summer Olympic and Paralympic Games. Two robots are based on Tokyo's Olympic mascots and will act as greeters and offer photo opportunities. They have cameras and digital eyes that can change expression in response to human interaction. A human support robot will be on hand to show people to their seats as well as help carry snacks and souvenirs. One robot will actually be on the competition fields. This robot looks like a box on wheels and will be able to retrieve things like javelins and shot puts. Always nice to have the personal touch, isn't it, Yaffe? Of a robot. There's there's no uh, talk radio robots there yet, right? <laughs> Not yet. Okay, but, uh, good. Woo. But there may be one coming anytime now, <laughs> so everybody please beware. <laughs> But there is virtual already, a virtual assistance and, and newscaster. So don't worry, Michael, you're not safe or anything. Yeah. None of us are. Thanks. Finally. It's hard to do the news when you're looking over your shoulder, you know. It's hard to stay on mic. <laughs> Finally, another story of a fast food customer going off the rails. Police in Georgia say a woman fired a gun inside a McDonald's on Monday. The woman reportedly was unhappy that her fries were cold at the fast food joint in Garden City outside of Savannah. When an employee went to replace her order, she allegedly followed him into the kitchen and fired a gun into the floor. The manager refunded her order and she left, only to be picked up by the police a short time later. Well, maybe she'll get some hot fries in the slammer, you know. Well, she did get her money back. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Always a pleasure, Alan, but it doesn't look like special counsel, former special counsel Robert Mueller's having a good time. He is listening to the uh, opening statements by the House Judiciary Committee Chairman Democrat Jerry Nadler, and he wasn't even smiling there, and now he's not smiling at all as ranking Republican member Doug Collins is delivering his open statement, opening statement, and we will hear from Mueller in just a moment. We'll just dance in and out of it, and we'll talk a little bit about what we talked about earlier in the show, if you were with us, about how we think all of this may turn out. Is uh, Mueller going to hit a home run for the Democrats and and help to damage or destroy Trump, which is what they're in this for, or is this strike three and the final out for the Democrats in their efforts to use the Mueller report to take down Trump? 407-916-5400 if you got something to say on that score. And, of course, you can text us at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. The Mueller testimony about to begin. And we continue with an update now on Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, and it is breaking news. Former special counsel Robert Mueller has just begun making his opening statement before the House Judiciary Committee. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 
Long-awaited testimony. Let us listen now to former special counsel Robert Mueller for just a moment. Or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign. It also included investigating efforts to interfere with or obstruct our investigation. Throughout the investigation, I continually stressed two things to the team that we had assembled. First, we needed to do our work as thoroughly as possible and as expeditiously as possible. It was in the public interest for our investigation to be complete and not to last a day longer than was necessary. Second, the investigation needed to be conducted fairly and with absolute integrity. Our team would not leak or take other actions that could compromise the integrity of our work. All decisions were made based on the facts and the law. During the course of our investigation, we charged more than 30 defendants with committing federal crimes, including 12 officers of the Russian military. Seven defendants have been convicted or pled. Well, that's stuff that we all know from the Mueller report, of course. And um, and he is uh, giving his opening statement right now before the House Judiciary Committee. Three hours of testimony there, mostly on obstruction of justice. Uh, and, and then two hours before the House Intelligence Committee on uh, alleged Russian uh, collusion with the Trump campaign. Uh, Democrats are, are hoping, Yaffe, uh, that they can uncover something, get something out of Mueller here, particularly, I think, on obstruction by the president here that could lead, you know, could uh, jumpstart impeachment um, proceedings, uh, damage, destroy the president, uh, make sure he's a one-termer. Uh, and the Republicans, of course, are going to, uh, to do what they can, uh, of course, uh, to make that not happen. And Mueller has said freely, I don't want to be here. They had to subpoena him to get him and that my report speaks for itself, and that's all I plan to say. And if I do talk, I will not say anything beyond what's already in the 448-page report. I frankly don't think the Democrats are going to get what they want out of this thing. Yeah, so far, not a lot has happened. Jerry Nadler, you know, the chairman of the committee. The Democrat. Yeah, the Democrat already spoke, and then the Republican, Doug Collins, spoke, and then they swore in Mueller. Um, I think a couple of things are going to happen. They're going to try to grandstand a little bit. They're going to try to grill him a little bit. They're probably not going to get too much out of him. But I also think the Democrats are just going to have him point out parts of the report that are damaging to Trump. Because, as you said earlier, a lot of people haven't read all of the reports. So they feel like this is a way to get attention again to those bad parts of the report. So I think there's going to be a lot of that. And Republicans will try to point out, you know, some of the problems with the investigation itself. One of our top national reporters is on this story as we speak. And we're going to have Michael Bauer's live report in just a moment. Right now, Mueller's uh, testimony has begun with his opening statement. We're on the story, a live report as we continue now with an update first on Orlando's news, weather and traffic. In just two minutes on the Wednesday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlining our breaking news, we're following from the House Judiciary Committee in Washington, D.C. Former Special Counsel Robert Mueller has just completed his opening statement and is now being questioned by Chairman uh, Jerry Nadler, uh, the Democrat chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories throughout the morning on Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 
But heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Um, the big story, of course, is a much-anticipated testimony by former special counsel and FBI director uh, Robert Mueller about the Mueller report. He just said something that should be of some comfort, I think, if he sticks to it, to the president of the United States when he says, listen, the report's my testimony, um, and I will not depart from it here today from what is in the text of that report. And with that, let's bring in News Talk WFLA National Correspondent Michael Bauer. You're monitoring the hearings, the run-up to them. Michael, welcome aboard. What can you tell us? Well, so far in the questioning that we're seeing here from Jerry Nadler, he's gotten uh, Robert Mueller to say that there was no exoneration on his part of President Trump, also indicating uh, that there was the element of uh, presidential obstruction on some level uh, was not necessarily cleared either, and that going into the entirety of the investigation, which is what most people understand from having read the Mueller report, uh, that this was done through the prism of never having the ability to file any sort of criminal charges against President Trump. There's no way to indict a sitting president based upon the OLC report, so there was no reason that he was going to bring any charges up in that front. It looks like they're now trying to figure out if indeed he was leaving that up to Congress to make a decision on high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, already the opening questions from Jerry Nadler seeming to be fairly open to response from, from Robert Mueller and, 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 and going the direction therein. One of the things that he did mention in his opening statements was that he was not going to be able to talk about ongoing Department of Justice investigations, which included uh, anything with the Steele dossier, and that he wasn't going to be able to discuss anything about how that started or what, the, what his beliefs on that were on some level, uh, nor was he going to be able to talk about um, some of the behind-the-scenes elements of whether or not uh, President there was an anti-Trump bias on some level, anything that was prior to his signing on for the mm -hmm. investigation, how the investigation started. He's not able to talk about those things. So he's setting that up, and that was one direction you thought Republicans were going to kind of try to go. It looks like, though, on, on, I guess on a level to keep things a little bit uh, in perspective, that clearly means the Department of Justice is investigating that. It's just not going to be covered here in the Mueller report. For folks who are just joining us right now, Lay out how the morning goes before these two committees. Okay, so we're going, we, we know that this all started a little bit earlier than expected. Originally, it was a 9 a.m. start. It started at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. You're going to see Mueller testify before the House Judiciary Committee here. And they're doing it sort of backwards here, Bud, man. They're doing the second part of the Mueller report, which is all about the obstruction of justice, first. And then they're going to follow up at noontime with the House Intelligence Committee, where they're going to talk about whether or not the Russian interference played a role and people within President Trump's campaign were may have been a part of that on some level. So that's going to be It'll be a total of about five hours, maybe a little bit more here and there, in regards to the amount of questioning and testimony from Robert Mueller, but it's supposed to go back and forth for about that time frame. Yeah, but what we're looking at is three hours with the House Judiciary Committee that Correct. has already begun, basically on obstruction, and then with the House Intelligence Committee for two more hours into the early afternoon on um, alleged collusion by the Trump campaign with the Russians uh, to interfere with the 2016 election. That's kind of the format. I don't know how it'll stick to it, but that's kind of what we understand, right? That's at least the plan at this point. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. planning on doing. We know that each member uh, mm -hmm. of the committee will have five minutes to address uh, Robert Mueller in regards to a question and answer session along those lines. In the past, we've seen a lot of that be sort of grandstanding. I wonder how much of it is going to be streamlined to actually get questions in this time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Just a comment, if you will, because you've been monitoring this and watching it as I have. The body language of Robert Mueller... He had to be subpoenaed to come here. 
it's pretty yeah. clear to me he's not a happy guy this morning. No, when you're watching both of the opening statements uh, from from both Nadler and uh, from Collins, you could tell Robert Mueller did not want to be there. He's like, okay, great. How much longer am I going to have to sit through this? Well, you got another four-plus hours of this, my friend. So uh, this is going to be a long day for him. He distinctly does not want to be there. He's answering in what you'd expect a Mueller-type tone to answer quick, um, very you know, one-syllable type answers as best he can here. He's trying to get in and out of the questioning as quickly as possible. Thank you very much. News Talk Radio WFLA's national correspondent Michael Bauer. Appreciate it as the Mueller testimony is on. Thank you, my friend. Catch you next time. Have a great day, Bob, man. Yeah. Hey, gang, do you agree with me? The body language is, I don't want to be here. Oh, yeah. And they drag me in here kicking and screaming, and I'm not happy, and my reports, my testimony, and uh, you're not getting anything out of, out of me that you don't have in the report already. We knew that going in. He, we knew he was reluctant to uh, testify, and we knew he had already said, my report is my testimony. He looks grim. I think he's doing the stumbling and bumbling on purpose, too. Really? Oh, is, is he doing some of that? Yeah, yeah he it's has very been. annoying, and I think he's doing it, yeah, just this, like a shuffle. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder if he's not well. I wonder if age is catching up with him. I kind of gathered that even before when he uh, uh, spoke afterwards in that press conference. He's seventy-four, I believe. Right? Yeah. uh, I'd have to double check. I I think that. I think that's about right. I think really. I wonder if that's part of this. Yeah, he's having trouble stringing three to five words together at a time. No kidding. That's interesting. That I had not caught. Well, we will continue to watch this in Yaffe. For the drive home in the afternoon, you will have been all over this, and it will be all over, and that'll be a big story on PM Orlando. Uh, yes, uh, PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. This will cover in reaction to it, of course, and we'll cover the fact that the Puerto Rican governor is supposed to resign and re- reaction to that. So a lot to cover on tonight's edition of PM Orlando. Yeah, we had the breaking news earlier that uh, Governor Roseo and his family have left the island on a plane and left behind apparently a message of resignation still to be heard. For Alan, for Mike, for Melissa the Budman, thanks for a great show. Catch you tomorrow morning, 6 to 9. Have a great day. God bless you and God bless America.